Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I picked it because it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I know it's going to be a hard sell. <laughs> I've got really fond memories of this film. It possibly is in my top 20 films ever. And I know that's that's a statement because it's, you know, an interesting film. I'm not going to say bad. but I mean, it is though, right? <laughs> it's not. I watched it when I was a kid and I hadn't watched it mm. again until we watched it for this podcast and in my head I thought it's great Highlands is a brilliant film this is a great choice Dave and I watched it again and I was like this is rubbish <laughs> this is awful the more you delve into it the more craziness appears and the more I seem to love it <laughs> welcome everyone to Flixwatch podcast I'm Kobe and today I'm joined by Rich hello Dave hiya Helen hello and we're going to be talking about Highlander Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello, film fans. Welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us remotely today, we have Dave and Rich. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hello to your listeners. I'm Rich and me and Dave produce and present a little podcast called Unequal Sequel. And essentially what we do is we have a special guest every week who we talk to about their favourite sequel, their least favourite sequel and their dream sequel. And mostly have a bit of a ramble about movies it's kind of we don't stick on topic very often but yeah it's just quite a nice little podcast we've had some really good guests um but Mm. i'll let dave talk to you about those (laughs) hi i'm dave i'm the other part of unequal sequel i would say more of the unequal part because i'm much shorter than rich (laughs) um yeah we basically cover all things sequels we interview people like rich said about all their favourite sequels, worst sequels and dream sequels. But we also have a, a Friday episode where we just cover all bases of we review a sequel or we have a chat about something sequel-y. Um, it's all a lot of fun. Yeah, we've had uh, some pretty nice names on there. We've had uh, Nick Helm, Sean Walsh. We've had Hello Nahara, Jane Crofer, lots of people. It's been a it's been a hell of a ride so far. Loving it. So what, what do you mean by a, a dream sequel? You're in one of those films that, you always wish had a sequel mm. and you, in your head, you've had that vision of what it would be. Well, we drag it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so like dream, dream cast, dream director, uh, yeah. the plot that you would want, anything like that really. It depends how much you've gone into it in your head. Certain people have gone deeper, like Sean Walsh had written his sequel to Ghostbusters 2 when he was like 10 so he's been carrying it with him since all his life. And then some other people have just thought about it on the spot. But it's good fun. Uh, and all, you know, those those sequels that always tease a sequel that never got yeah. one. We like to really go into them as well. 
they're a lot of fun as well. Um, yeah, another kind of bit of teasing the sequel before the film is, you know, complete. It's thinking one too many, one too many steps ahead. I think just do what you're doing with this one film. And if we like you enough, then yeah, okay, try for a sequel. Um, Absolutely. So an interesting set of sequels for me. I don't know if the sequel's the right term at this point in, in, the, in, the, in the saga, in the fast saga, teased The Rock coming back um, as Hobbs. Would that be a dream? Because I've listened to a few of your episodes and, and your fans of The Fast and Furious. Were you tempted, were you, were, you, were you teased by the fact that The Rock may have come back um, as an open invite by Vin Diesel? Into, into, the, into the fast saga. Oh, I think I'd love him to come back, but I don't think he's going to, is he? I think he's uh, no. I think he's done. They've, they've replaced him with he, Jason Momoa he, now, haven't they? <laughs> he hates every single one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he likes, I think he likes Ludacris. Um, I think he likes Luda. <laughs> Who couldn't? Who, Who doesn't? doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it'd be great if he came back, but also at the same time, Maybe, maybe if he does, it, there's there's no point in coming back if he's going to be like dead behind the eyes and not want to be there. You know, <laughs> it's it's we're into yeah. like uh, you know, the number ten of this of this franchise. There's no room for people who don't want to be there. It's gotta be it's gotta be yeah. crazy. I'm uh, I think they're bringing Jason Momoa in because they're going to Atlantis. They, they, they they've been to space. You know, they may as well literally jump the shark now. <laughs> get to, to get to the bottom of the sea instead. <laughs> Well, I mean, they had a submarine, didn't they? Yeah, true. Yeah, but never, yeah. it never went underwater. Didn't really work, though, did it? <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was under a nice sheet. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's water there. It's true. There's water yeah, there. Otherwise, true. the submarine would be next to pointless. <laughs> but imagine them in like a James Bond-style car under the water. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay, okay. That's where my head goes. More, All right. The more crazy, the better, in my eyes. If they're, That's the road we're on now. So a potential dream sequel would have The Rock in there for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but we're talking about a film that potentially shouldn't have had sequels for reasons I'm sure we'll discuss in this in this episode. Uh, we're talking about Highlander. And, and that was your choice, Dave. Uh, can you tell us first of all why you chose it? And then we'll give you 60 seconds to give you a synopsis. Okay. Uh, one, I picked it because it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know it's going to be a hard sell. <laughs> I've got really fond memories of this film. And every time I mention like it's like... It possibly is in my top 20 films ever. And I know that's that's a statement because it's, you know, an interesting film. I'm not going to say bad. but I mean, it is though, right? <laughs> it's not. I remember watching this during my cinematic awakening when I just got to uni and I just got my student loan. Oh, so you were that old? Yeah, I, I so hadn't seen on. it for years, honestly. <laughs> I was 18, 17 and I just got my uh, student loan and I went absolutely crazy on DVDs in HMV and Savvy or whatever it was at that point. Um, I think that's where I spent most of my student loan, actually. And it just hit an absolute button in my head of just, it's such a good premise and storyline. Uh, and What about the execution, though? Well, uh, yeah, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> but the more you delve into it, the more craziness appears and the more I seem to love it. <laughs> Certainly there are elements that are absolutely batshit crazy, but for me, they add an extra dimension to this movie because it's just wonderful and it's uh, it is crazy. Uh, and like they said, there there should be only one. Uh, in my head, there is. Okay, and sixty seconds starts now. Okay, so there's a guy called Connor McLeod. He's a Highlander. He was born in the Highlands of Scotland in fifteen eighteen. 
Connor is immortal. And when he's wounded in battle by a big guy called Kurgan, he finds out he isn't actually mortal and he is immortal. He meets a guy played by Sean Connery called Ramirez, who is a an Egyptian man with an, uh, a Scottish accent. He teaches him the way of being immortal and the thing called the quickening and the gathering. And there can only be one. So they have to kill each other by chopping each other's heads off. And that's the only way that they can die. And eventually there can only be one. Uh, and eventually it all leads to this one place in New York uh, for the prize. I've still got 15 seconds. Um, on the way... I mean, you don't have to a, use it, but carry on. There's sure. a wrestling uh, fight at the beginning. Um, it's brilliant. There's another woman called Brenda, which is a ridiculous name for a woman in the 1989 or whatever it was, 86. <laughs> it's, 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 oh, God. You missed the soundtracks by Queen. Yeah, oh, I mean. God. I'm getting, yeah. You missed that the director that's, that's had only directed mu- like music videos before and essentially, uh, brilliant music essentially videos, made Rich. a movie of like 50 music videos just mashed together. <laughs> yeah, you, you say that as, a, as it's a bad thing, but I mean, look, Michelle, Michelle Gondry, Spike Jones, those are made amazing music videos and then mm-hmm. amazing, amazing films. Fincher. Here we go. Full positive. And all ended up being great directors. However. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this was leading to one. However, comma, however. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Rich's opinions are based, based by the wincing that we can see. Sorry, listeners, you can't see it. Helen, what were your thoughts on the Highlander? How, how many times have you seen this before? I have seen it before. Um, mm. Not for a quite a long time i probably saw it in uh, probably in my 20s um hadn't seen it since it's a funny one isn't it highlander (laughs) (laughs) uh it's like the odd child that parents have to love even though it's slightly odd um i wouldn't argue that (laughs) there's things that i remember about it there's things that i completely forgotten and there's some like weird special effects with lightning. There's a lot of decapitation. There's like a whole soundtrack by Queen, and I always forget like Queen did like loads of the soundtrack to it. Was Hammer to Fall just for this sound? Was just, was it just for this? Or was it a, a song of theirs that they'd used elsewhere? They wrote three songs for it, I think. So okay, um, and they're all absolutely cracking. <laughs> by the way. And th- apparently, there's also like one of some of the, some of the audio version of like New York. New York has never been like released anywhere for Queen fans. So like the only place you can get it is like a if you tape it off the the video or something like that. It's Blimey. got Sean Connery like wearing eyeliner. Um, yeah, it's it's quite mad, but it's a bit naff. <laughs> One down. Go on, Rich. Well, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid and I hadn't watched it Mm. again until we watched it for this podcast. And in my head, I thought, it's great. Highlands is a brilliant film. This is a great choice, Dave. And I watched it again. I was like, this is rubbish. (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) I won't remember at all. (laughs) Two down. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. I really want to like it. I mean, you're right in the fact that the... The the storyline is good. There is a there's a nugget of a story in there, but everything else mm. is just awful. Like, what genre is it? What genre is this director directed? <laughs> Honestly, like, it's about forty five genres all mashed in. Uh, it's it's just it's just a mess. And yeah, Sean Connery with his pearl earring. Um, the, a Scotsman from Argentina who's Egyptian and a Frenchman playing the Scotsman. 
And uh, uh, whoa! He couldn't speak any English. Like couldn't speak any English when they cast him. Brilliant casting decision. (laughs) It only makes it better in my head. You can't (laughs) say anything bad about it. Really, really. Yeah. 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 It's special. Yeah, I think. uh, I think it's a mess. The thing about the casting thing of of Christopher Lambert. And first of all, most people know him as Christophe Lambert. Yeah. So he was trying to anglicise his name like properly. But there's so many times that they could have cast the net far and wide. They've got Sean Connery, who's a really well-established actor. They would have had no problems getting someone who's was fluent in English. That doesn't necessarily have to be English as their first language. But at least was, could... they, apparently they did cast Kurt Russell, but he dropped out. Yeah, but there's I, other people. That's a different film. It's not, it's, not, it's not Kurt Russell and then Christopher Lambert. <laughs> There's billions of other people who could have filled it's that 1986. role. It's 1986. There are a lot of actors who look extremely similar mm. who yeah. could have done this in a slightly more convincing way. I do like it in one scene when they try and cover it, when the, the policeman, Garfield, goes, where are you from, Nash? And he says, lots of different places. Like, okay, we've covered the accent now. <laughs> but he but that is that when he was just in Scotland. Exactly. That doesn't explain that accent then. It's... Uh, the, we're talking about the Queen soundtrack. There is a bit that's so on the nose with the music that is ridiculous. There's a bit where where Christopher Lambert's getting into into a lift, and he turns to his, I think, adopted daughter. Am I right? She's mm-hmm. his daughter. She t- he turns to him and go, "It's the kind of magic." And then the song just plays, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, that's yeah." No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> To be fair, I think the words came before the song, if that makes sense. They saw a, a, a cut of the film and thought, we'll take that. So. <laughs> okay. So that's one of the original songs? Yeah, that's one yeah, of the original songs, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, and that, Who Wants I mean... to Live Forever is the other one, and Princes of the Universe, I think, is the other one. So Hamilton 4 wasn't, Hamilton 4 was from a different, they recorded that before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's sort of briefly about Queen, because I, I, I'm really surprised, and maybe they just, they've done more soundtracks that I haven't heard, but for me... Queen was pretty much Flash Gordon soundtrack. I didn't know they were a real band until at some point I, I joined the Dots, and then it became more apparent when there's, there's like songs like Radio Gaga, which was like again, this is like a a weird a weird song. I didn't believe they were a band that made it, um, but it was like Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody. When I was like, "Who's this band? Oh, Queen. They're the ones that did Flash Gordon." And you're like, "Well, they're actually they actually really good." <laughs> But did they do more soundtracks other than Flash Gordon and and this? Uh, I, not, not that I know of, no, no. But you're right, Hammer to Fall is an absolute cracking song. That's, that's... Mm. Who Wants to Live Forever is... Well, yeah. and they're all great. Like <laughs> Only makes the film better. <laughs> Sadly, it doesn't, well, it does, though, does it? It, 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 <laughs> it does make the film better because it would have been a lot worse without it. Mm, um, true, that's true. I... I, I know a lot of people whose this is in their top five, ten, even I know someone who this is their favourite film. And I can kind of understand why, because there is this all this nonsense around it. And if you if it hits you at the right time, right place, you can't deny why some films hit you in the right place, can you? No. And um but for this I don't I don't get it. <laughs> um I really don't. I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. Um Sean Connery, nonsense. Um, heads coming off, nonsense. They're like invincible, apart from the heads flying off, like in the easiest way possible. Some of the effects were were really bad, were really, really bad. But in 1986, they would have looked really good, right? We had Ghostbusters in 1984. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't. The Terminator. Yeah, you can't. You can't <laughs> yeah. make that argument, mate. <laughs> when was Aliens? Even for '86, it's bad. <laughs> but the whole the whole thing about I think the I think a lot of it lies. Well, I think I like the idea of the story, and we one of our earliest films we did here was uh, Jet Li's The One, which has a similar kind of storyline. Um, obviously, Jet Li's The One following from here. There can only be one, and each time you kill someone, you get stronger and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. I'm not sure if, if, if um, immortality was part of the deal there. Um, so that kind of idea is interesting. But then the execution just isn't there. And I found I didn't care about any of them. And also, um, and then we talked about Crystal Lambert. It's just, he's a really likable guy, but also he's not the right guy for this in any way, shape, oh, or form. It's no, just, no. It, just, it just isn't just isn't the guy. And, the, and for me, the thing that took me out every every single second was the really really crappy ADR that kind of changed and the volume kept on shifting all over the place and you're like where are we and half the time you, you're saying stuff away from the camera because you could just tell they were like oh no he can't say that like on camera because that'll look nonsense so they'll record it later on when he's learned a bit more English sure where are we <laughs> uh, I just I just I wanted to I wanted to and if my mate G's listening I'm sorry G I know you I know you love this film but sometimes that I don't know I didn't know if people loved it ironically so no, if they liked it ironically, they would like the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth one. <laughs> this one is actually a proper good movie. And this <laughs> is the whole point of you... our podcast, isn't it? Really, though, Dave, is that lots of people like lots of different movies, and uh, you know, it's always subjective. And you might mm. love a movie because you saw it when you were six and you've loved it ever since. You know, absolutely. And you know, we've had people on the podcast who who like movies that we think are the worst thing we've ever seen. Like honestly, like. There's some people that absolutely talk about movies that you think, what? This isn't so bad, it's good. It's so bad, it's bad. Like, you know, it's... And conversely, people hating films. Yeah, you uh, Which you're just like, well, I mean, I'm, I, Helen knows this about myself, but for me, Lord of the Rings films, I do not, I don't get it. Ooh. I don't get any of them. There you go. Oh, so Dave's you, really see? getting upset now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm someone who sequels do not necessarily excite, and I will accept that the the Lord of the Rings trilogy are some of the finest bits of cinema. So you know, I think is if if we all like the same films, then the world would be. Well, I say that I say Two Towers is better. Two Towers is better than Fellowship. Agree. <laughs> but doesn't mean they're good. Disagree. <laughs> 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 oh, poor Dave. <laughs> the, there's one thing that I do really enjoy about Highlander uh, is Clancy Brown. I think he is great in this. Yeah, he's um, who's Clancy Brown again? I'm, I'm he's the Kurgan. The Kurgan. Um, the baddie. His, his performance was what I remember the most. And uh, he also has quite a big part in ER. He comes into ER as well. Um, uh, I always just like to, to see him because he's um, he's kind of nuts in this. And... Uh, like his his it's better to burn out and feed away <laughs> is is the highlight of the film for me <laughs> when he's in the church terrifying some nuns <laughs> it's really funny don't you don't you wish it, it kind of had a bit more of a of an ending like his their, their final <laughs> battle is just kind of a bit like meh <laughs> the final battle is absolutely beautiful is to watch. I mean, shot in, <laughs> shot in front of those big glass windows. Uh, the explosions are magnificent. It's like, isn't it? Uh, is it Vic Anderson or Bob Anderson, the the guy who did the, the sword training? I don't know. It's one of his fights. He's famous. Um, <laughs> I know that they hooked them up to car batteries and ran 
cables down their legs and stuff so that when the sword well, you can see you can back, see the cables you can, yeah <laughs> why do they do that sorry so that when the sword's there's a lot of cables left in wasn't there yeah 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 Oh, okay. Not to not to shock them. Yeah, not to no, no, not to okay. shock them. <laughs> I think that'd be a bit harsh, but I think they probably did get shocks <laughs> at some stage. But yeah, they to send the sparks up when the when the swords hit. Um, but yeah, I was going to say that's a, that's a key plot point in Slumdog Millionaire car batteries. So uh, yeah. Um, so there's two things I want explaining. Okay. Uh, one is what the, what on earth is a quickening. Um, well. <laughs> secondly, the fact that there can be only one, fine, but. Of the ones that are there, most of them are friends with each other. So, so I don't, I don't get. And one of them is Sean Connery tried to teach one of the ones how to be a one, but then saying there can only be one, <laughs> and that. So logically, I'm in, a, I'm in a kind of a weird spiral here. But Kurgan, he makes sense because he wants to kill everyone because um, there can only be one. Uh, but no one else understands that there could be only one. Well, Kurgan wants the prize to use for bad things, and they're the good people who want the one or yeah. the, the prize. Want it for for good things, so like Ramirez and Connor. Um, so obviously, I think they were like, it's better that you win than this daft idiot kind of person. Um, the quickening, yes, that's a little bit harder to explain. Um, basically, I can't really explain it because it's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they can kind of feel what's around them, and they can well, listen to a deer's heartbeat or something, and then uh, they can get quicker at some point. Um, it's it's not great, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the prize at the end of the film is that they can be a they can be mortal, but then they can hear everyone's thoughts and they know what the presidents are thinking. And that's what he's saying. All the scientists, he knows everything in everywhere. He knows it all, and he can help the future of mankind. Um, and he can have kids. So that that's the other thing, isn't it? And they can have kids. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal for them. So um, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't quite. Maybe I thought I missed that bit. I went to the toilet, which I didn't do. Um, fell asleep, which I possibly did. <laughs> was that um, <laughs> he couldn't have kids, and I wasn't sure if it was just unwise because he's immortal and he's going to his kids are clearly going to grow up and die before his eyes, or he's just um, infertile, infertile and immortal. Yeah, all okay. immortals are infertile. Okay. So that's okay, law. <laughs> there are rules in this film. Like, they, they can't fight on holy ground. No. You can only cut each other's head off. That's how they die. Um, when Sean Corey's head got cut off, I laughed my ass off. Um, clearly a dummy, clearly on like some horrible makeshift fake stairs. And then when they fell off the stairs at the end, it's like the scene in like Naked Gun where, where O.J. Simpson's character kind of flies off at the end. It's like clearly a fake dummy. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me he wasn't he was only on on location for seven days Sean Connery. Connery. so they had yep. to film fast and he got paid like a million a million dollars to do it um and then apparently there's you know he does a voiceover at the beginning mm. um he was with a vocal coach somewhere in spain or somewhere and he recorded that in his his bathroom and they were like oh that's good enough we'll put that in the movie <laughs> and it makes me laugh because he had a vocal coach he sounds just like Sean Connery. There's no effort there at all. I'm sure like... that was just like a drinking buddy. Like, it was just like, oh, you could be my vocal coach. We'll just get pissed all the time. Yeah. Like an Egyptian. Oh, it's... I, think, I think the craziness adds to it, personally. I think the casting, I think like the special effects, especially the end special effects when he wins the prize and those 
cartoons come out of their heads and stuff. Yeah. I'm glad to say cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. And I, like you said, the soundtrack is absolutely banging. I it think is. the I mean, ideas of, is it better to be immortal and live forever, but, but be lonely? Or is it better to be mortal and be to have someone with you and just to live a good life? You know, you got one life, look after it kind of thing. I like that whole uh, ideas behind it. Um, I like the idea that the law of the immortals, that they've been around for centuries mm. and that they're all working to this one thing. It must have been taking ages. Um, I, d- I like the Id- I like the themes that it has. The ex- Like you said, the execution, yeah. But mm. they, they did the best what they had and what they got at the time. <laughs> so the, the you got to bit, bit as well is quite interesting because... The, like, like I said, the dark side of being immortal is that you have to watch everyone else grow old around mm. you. But yeah, yeah. But you can actually also die um, by having your head <laughs> cut off. So you could end up. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not the nicest way, <laughs> but you could still just die. Okay, I've never thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically really sad that the... his wife has got old and died when he's in Scotland. Yeah. But he could have literally mm. just said to Sean Connery, "If there can only be one, would you mind?" You know, just, yeah. I've had enough. You just chop my head off and I'll be done with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a lot, a lot of romance in it, isn't there? Mm. Like, yes. Quite a lot. Gratuitous <laughs> 80s sex, which I thought Very 80s, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it was just funny. I'm not it was just entirely kind of... convinced by the romance. No. Absolutely not. Or most of it. Um, I wasn't convinced by the police storyline as well. Um, there's, there's two London cops... That um that made me laugh. What that they couldn't see a big foreign sword like two feet away from the body. <laughs> oh dear. And how did he not get arrested for like punching a police officer? If they were questioning him for about decapitating a man, and then he punches two police officers in the interview, <laughs> like okay, we've got him for that. We can keep him in custody for a bit longer. What's Absolutely. Is there a really creepy bit where the, where he's handcuffed and the policeman like whispers something in his ear, like? I can't remember what he says, but I just remember what, what I watched it. I was like, oh, that's that's really horrible and creepy. The creepy part is when she, he's in Brenda's apartment and he finds the gun and he looks like someone out of American Psycho. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and everything he says is creepy, like you said, mm. Kobe. But it's brilliant. Evidence, surely. Just He was going to admit it right there that he killed a man. He's immortal. He's got this <laughs> really old sword. Um, I don't think you've sold this, Dave. <laughs> I think, if anything, you're coming round to our way of thinking. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is a part of my heart, Highlander. Uh, <laughs> I think it must have. It must be popular because it still holds. It's. I won't say it still stands up, but there are fans of this movie, and there are four other horrible sequels. I think if you went to the Prince Charles, when this is shown, it would be a full session. Mm. I've always wanted to go to that. Every time, it would be a full session. And I can, like I said, I can, I can understand why it's people's favourite films. Had I seen this at six years old um, for the first time, then it might have been my favourite film. I might have not wanted to watch it again because I would have kind of remembered things that make no sense. But That's exactly my experience. I think I was eight years old when I would, would when I watched it for the first time. And then mm. up until about a week ago, I thought it was a great movie. And then I watched it <laughs> for this and I was like, yeah. oh no, it's awful. The scales <laughs> fell from yeah. your eyes. I knew I was in trouble when Rich texted me and said, 
well, that's not as good as I remember. And I was like, oh, crap. And I watched it Monday. And then I've also watched it today. Uh, so <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, guys, is there anything else you want to say before we head to the scores? I did have something to say. Oh, yeah, the fashion. Did you not think the, the trench coats and the white sneakers at the time was really cool? Did you not think that was a really good I look? Thought, I just thought 80s. I, I saw it in the year 2000. I won't say free. When did we go to uni? Really? Yeah, How 2003 we went to uni. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I thought, I was like, I'm going to rock that look tomorrow night. I think I probably did. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's did better you? than his Scottish look, I'd say. Is that not it's authentic? Bit... I'm not... Well, I think no. he makes a better a better ancient Scotsman than he makes an antique dealer. <laughs> I don't get the yeah I don't get the up to date version. He just seems a bit too kind of smooth to be kind of that mm. era of Scotsman. I think how, he looks very clean. Yeah, that's true. How old is he meant to be in Scotland? I couldn't. I've watched this so many He's times. I still Dave. can't work who, out. Who knows? <laughs> so did it? Was he born in Scotland and then? Uh, he, up until a point he got stabbed in, yes. in the side. That was, that was a point he found out as immortal. So at that point, he was like 25, 30, 35, between, somewhere between 25 and 50, depending on. <laughs> this is a good point, right? And that would have been his first life. Yeah. He's not yeah. like lived anymore. So do they become immortal when they kind of die or, or like, you know, he was stabbed? Do you become immortal at that point? Because if he does, then how come, how come Sean Connery is so much older? Because like, they don't age. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. So Sean Curran's, Sean Curran had his. He must have become a, episode. Yeah, a lot later in his life, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm guessing at that. It doesn't say say that in the movie, but I did. What, what I was watching the movie again. How come they're different ages then? If they're both immortal, like if they become immortal at the same time or not, or what's the? What did you think of the know. battle scenes? Uh, better than Braveheart. Or... <laughs> Or better than Gladiator. Yeah. The Battle of the Bastards, (laughs) Game of Thrones. I can't work out how he got his big sword back because he had it when he got stabbed by Kurgan, right? And then he got put in the stocks and sent out the village by, I can't remember the actor's name, the guy who's the most Scottish man. And if you need a Scottish man in a movie, they get him. Um, Apart from from, um, your man who's in 300. Gerard Butler. Yeah. When I, when I want a super Scottish man nowadays to get a job. Younger Scottish I know it's, man, yeah. 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 And then years later, he has his big McLeod sword back. And I just wondered how he, he got that back. And Magic. What did I just like wait until they all died? And, like, <laughs> just went and picked, picked it up. It up. <laughs> Mine? Thanks. <laughs> and wouldn't they have noticed that this man in the village that's never getting older? I love it. He wasn't, in, he wasn't it. allowed in the village though, was he? So that's not that village, but he's in the other village when the woman's trying to put a chicken in the bag. <laughs> that, that poor actress, just put it in the bag. It's brilliant. That's a live chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not three apples. <laughs> Are you sure this we thing, can't put apples in the bag? Oh no, no, no. Ki- we got the chicken. This thing is kicking and screaming and squawking. Let's put it in the bag. What are you talking about? It's not frozen. Um, what is frozen? Anyway, um, let's head to the scores, guys. We can obviously keep on talking during the score settling. Uh, 
I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have included fellow Stripped Media family members Martin and Sam from Song by Song, and Kobe from Flixwatcher, and Dave from The Wire Stripped. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast, or join us at 90minfilmfest.com. Welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. All of the scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish, and we will start with you, please, Dave, with your recommendability. Okay, this is going to be brutal from everyone but me. Uh, I'd recommend this to every time. I, I, in fact, I've tried to make my wife watch it quite often, and she still says no. Um, most people say, hey, what film should I watch? I'm like, have you seen Highlander? It's cool. So five out of five. It's... it's, it's <laughs> Don't laugh at it's that. confident, mate. It's confident. <laughs> you see, my if I had to list a bunch of films that you have to watch before you die, I would definitely put Highlander in there. Rich. Oh, now, recommendability doesn't mean it's good. So you can you can recommend somebody watch something because it's really bad. So like Ouch. like the room, I recommend that everybody watches the room, and it's terrible. I recommend everyone watches um, the room. Yeah, but, I recommend everyone watches the room at Pinch Charles. Yes, yeah. well, that was that was going to be the thing I was going to say as well. Like Highlander might pack out the Prince Charles cinema, but the room what does as well, and that's not a good movie. <laughs> but I do think I do think I agree with Dave that everyone should watch this. You know, it's one of those movies that that I think everybody should watch. I'm not giving it a five, though. No chance. Maybe a three and a half, I think. I'll take that. And that's generous. (laughs) Helen? Um, I think I'd definitely like this more if it was 90 minutes rather than, like, nearly two Mm. hours. Um, They could lose quite a lot of it. Um, It is just, just a bizarre film. It is basically, like, about six slightly average music videos and then like two really really good music videos kind of melded in together (laughs) and uh yeah there's just like a bizarre fusion of acting styles going on that just is very unique i do know a lot of people love it if you've never seen it i do think you should watch it at least once and there is a certain kind of charm to it so yeah i I think three 3.5 is uh a good rating. Yeah, I'm going to go for three point eight here. Um, <laughs> I think because it, it 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 is a lot of people's favourite films or in their top ten, so I can't gauge uh, who that's going to be. Um, so if someone said, "Yeah, should I watch Highlander?" I'm like, "You might as well." <laughs> uh, <let> me, <laughs> that's some high praise. <laughs> <Let> me, <laughs> Put that on the poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And who's to say it might be their favourite film, uh, or they might come around and, and punch me in the face? And say, well, what's wrong with you? What did I do? What did I do to you? <laughs> um, I should admit as well, I I went to the cinema to see a Highlander sequel. I don't know which one it was. Okay, um, let's go into I, it. Who it was in the nineties? Okay, did it I have it. did it have both the Highlanders in there? The TV Highlander and Christopher Lambert. I know honestly, I can't remember anything about it. So I just kind of came out thinking. I don't know why I did that. Um, so it's only, it's I only it must have been like Highlander three, maybe. Was it yeah, in the nineties? Was Mario Van Peebles in it? Where his name is? Was he looking like no, a warlord? I, I, honestly, he honestly, you're asking, 
I can't. I don't remember the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what happened in the film, but I remember thinking. I'm, I think I actually went to see. Did he go to Japan? Again, you're asking me things. Remember. that Did he go in the to film. space? <laughs> Is he an alien? Because that's the sequel. <laughs> Is that actually a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get into this quickly. Basically, Highlander two. The quick. Careful on the spoilers. Can I tell you he's an alien? <laughs> they change the storyline, but they then from Highlander 3, 4 and 5, they ignore the second one because it's so bad. And it changes it changes literally everything about the first one. It's it's a riot. It's it's in the worst <laughs> top ten sequels ever, I think. It's 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 been butchered. It's bad. Oh uh, yeah, I don't uh, yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up because I just can't remember anything about it apart from thinking <laughs> I went to a sequel and it just had memories. I'm I jealous. just remember doing it um repeat viewing score dave uh repeat viewing score well i've watched this twice in a week and i i would still watch it again i think i think it's a great film i think lots of people love it and i think they're doing a remake of it so that is obviously there's a market for it henry cavill's in it i think uh the mm. director of john wick signed up for it sounds Chef awesome Stahelsky. yep so it's going to be a little... I reckon the fighting's going to be a tad better. Okay. <laughs> and will it make sense? I can't promise that, Kobe. And I understand that Henry Cavill can speak English as well. Um, will he put... So. Well, he has to put a Scottish accent, because if it's called Highlander, he's got to start in the Highlands. I think he'll be right. Um, <laughs> so, repeat watching. I mean, I agree with Helen. It would be nice if it was 90 minutes. So I'm going to go four out of five on this one, and that hurts. Rich. Well, I'd never want to see it again. So, I mean, what? <laughs> uh, what, half? <laughs> like 0.5? <laughs> no. Sure. It's not, it's not a repeat watch. Come on. <laughs> uh, I've seen it twice. I'm not going to see it again. Um, I'll give it a point for each watch, so two. Um, I'm going to go for a one. <laughs> <laughs> Each one of these is a dagger to my heart, just to let you know. Again, you know, if I was out, out with my mate, who, who my friends who liked it, and they were, is that the Prince Charles, let's go and watch Highlander, I'd be like, let's get some beers, let's watch it, why not? But outside of that, I don't think I would uh, enjoy it. Small screen score, Dave. First time I watched this was on the small screen, mm. and it blew me away then. Um, and I think, if anything, I think the small screen might help it, because then you don't see him so much of the wires and the mouth not speaking English. So, the wires were literally horrific. I've never seen. So, and I put this, like, it was part of my cinematic awakening. I, I did watch it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a special bunch of films that I kind of put with, weirdly, with like Empire Records and Swingers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, oh, what? How dare you put Swingers in the same bracket as this? They've all got the same kind of, no, I'm not saying they're bad uh, Cody, these are brilliant films. I love, I love Swingers. That's yeah, Swingers is five out of five. <laughs> like Highlander. Um, yeah, this is also small screen, five out of five. I've gone big. Yeah. I'd just like to say for Rich. anyone listening, we don't talk this much nonsense on our podcast, I promise. You <laughs> we do. do. We do. It's, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, small screen, yeah, the smaller the better, honestly. Like um, post, postage stamp <laughs> would be good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, smartphone. I mean, not smartphone. Watch it on an old Nokia. That's probably the best way to watch it. Um, so yeah, it's great on the small screen. Um, it's not. It's horrible. Sorry, Dave. Um, probably a. 
again, probably better on a TV than the, the cinema, I think. Like you say, I think I think it's uh, its problems would be exposed even more in the cinema. So probably <laughs> maybe a four for small screen ability. Come on. That's not a good thing, mate. It's not. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it, it can or it can't be. It's just, you know, whether some films are better just at home or some some films are better at, you know, in the cinema. This, this is our unique scoring system, just how it goes. I'd say Highlander's definitely better when you have the yeah. ability to turn it off. Um, so, yeah, definitely better at <laughs> <Helen>. home. <laughs> Small screen score, Helen. I've never seen this on the big screen. It's one of those films that I don't think it did that well when it came out of the cinema. No, it, it just kind money. of like picked up its began its life on VHS and home viewing and became one of those little oddities from that way. So um yeah, small screen is is fine. It's not gonna get me to the Prince Charles, so I'm gonna give it a five for small small screen. I'm gonna give it a five as well. And this is this is the scenario. Uh VHS copy, 14 inch CRT TV, low as low fidelity sound as possible. And then it kind of raises a lot of issues of the, <laughs> of the film. But the music's um, so good. Yes. And the sound effects, those those swords hitting the still, still, still have a record player. It's fine. <laughs> the sound effects are good, Dave. Still have a TDK-90. Five seconds after the action. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad mix then. I did wonder if they thought about... Re- I've seen... I've, I watched Get Back over Christmas when it came out. And the the Beatles documentary, mm. that is fucking astonishing. Yeah. If they can like pull out, like pinpoint, you know, isolate all the different tracks for the Beatles, I'm sure they could just clean up some of the sound in in this. I, I really get Peter Jackson on it. I, I think he, it's not worth his time, but you know, an apprentice. <laughs> I know they just did a few years ago. They did a, a four a four K cleanup of it. So that's not the version on Netflix. No. I don't think it is either. <laughs> got someone's VHS and tan- transferred it to DVD and uploaded it to yeah. Netflix. That's it. Didn't um, engagement score, Dave. Well, I'm going to go, obviously. Yeah, I, 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 I would watch this again quite often. Once a year is, is one of those films, I think. I must sound like an absolute nutter. Um, yeah, five out of five. It's, it's a special film in my heart. Mate, really? Um, <laughs> Rich, um, I, I wanted to turn it off when we were watching it. When I was watching it for the po- this podcast, I got about halfway through and I thought, oh, if I want to carry on watching this, unless I have to. Uh, so yeah, not not that engaging. Uh, again, I'm being mean though because there are bits in it. There are bits of it that are really good, like little bits. None of them fit together. It's like it's like one little piece of the puzzle looks great, but then it doesn't fit that? with all the rest. I quite like the the crazy bit where uh, the Kurgan's driving the car, and yeah, the kidnappy like down bit. the wrong side of the yeah. road. Yeah, <laughs> so that bit's kind of cool. That bit, but the 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 bit just before that bit was hilarious to me because the Kurgan's just killed another of the ones, and chopped chopped his head off. Yeah, um, and this car comes out of nowhere, <laughs> no business being in that alleyway. Stops there, looks straight at him, and there's like a baying crowd as well, and everyone's just like cheering on this scene. If I was me, I'd be scattering as far as as fast as far as I can go. Yeah. yeah. But this old man and this old lady in that car, they just stay there, don't they? Like watching this scene. I don't. I don't get it. And then he steals the car, like and rips this roof off, like it's a tunatin. Um Yeah. 
And that was your best. No, that was your best bit. Not that bit. The bit after where he's driving the car and he's on the wrong side <laughs> of the road and it's all kind of like, yeah. Anyway, like I say, and he's kidnapped thingy, hasn't that's he? That's like a good. Uh, yeah, he's kidnapped the the detective. Do you not think the the the, the beginning's really solid? No, the whole no. the yeah. wrestling around that, and then the the car no. the in the car park. No, I think that the build up and the music and the it's shot beautifully. <laughs> am I not? Am I seeing a different film? I think you've been watching something else. <laughs> I did quite. I did quite. I, I genuinely liked some of the camera shots and camera angles that he that he played. That's because he was a, a music video guy and, mm. and an actor. Yeah. Like he had an eye for just what he's like. Zack Snyder is nowadays burn uh, and you know he can make certain shots look pretty but can he put a whole, a whole film to make it i was gonna say i don't remember the whole film being in slow-mo that's the zack snyder thing isn't it um sorry engagement score three three i would give it <laughs> i've realized i didn't give it a score <laughs> helen man uh, it's just it's really long mm. there's some really unnecessary bits um there's quite a lot where he's sort of like moping around his antiques place, which could easily have gone. Yeah. Um, and like, I, because I've seen it before, I was doing a fair bit of kind of IMDBing and reading some hilarious letterbox reviews. The, the oh bits God, with too. the Kurgan in it are great. They're probably like my favourite bits and they're funny and they're weird and they tend to be the quite noisiest. So they kind of drew me in. Um, the rest of it is a little bit get to the bits where they chop their heads off kind of thing. Um, so a, a, a generous three. I, I'm going 1.5. I I found it, I struggled a lot of places. Um, and I, it was, I, I don't tend to, the length of the film doesn't tend to bother me, but the perceived length of the film, that's what bothers me. Um, so Saxon's Justice League, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's all and right, yeah. four hours by real quickly. Two hours here felt like eight Justice Leagues back to back, and it didn't have the benefit of the cap of the of the chapters to like say, okay, that's a natural break. I was bored of the sex scene. I was like, why is this happening? It, it is very uh, odd. <laughs> but wasn't wasn't the chemistry between Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert enough to keep you engaged? What weren't they like really quite? The chemistry between those two is really good. Actually, they had such a good time. They, they they had such a good time. They came back for the, they wanted like let's do a sequel. They're like, no, we can't. It's called There Can Only Be One. He's like, ah, we'll work around that. But they're only on and screen for like, like nine minutes, aren't they? And it's electric. <laughs> or was that the quickening? Who knows? <laughs> um, so that gives an overall score, guys, of 3.42500. That is pretty high. It's pretty, it's high. pretty high, yeah. <laughs> and I think small screen a lot score. of that's my heavy lifting, to be honest, there. <laughs> it's, I mean, generally, small screen score is high and recommendability was high. So that's where... That's where that's where it comes from. Um, so well done. Um, <laughs> um, let's head to Twitter, guys, because we do have a couple of tweets about this film. Hello to everyone who's listening. Do follow us on Twitter. We are at FlixWatcherPod. Join us there because we talk a lot about Netflix films in general, but also we give a little heads up when we're going to record and ask for your opinion uh, with a little tweet like this. We're reviewing Highlander with Dave and Rich from Unequal Sequel. Have you seen it? Tells your thoughts. And they score out of five stars for on their shout out. Oh, no, we didn't have anything, did we? We, we had one. one, but no score. Oh. We didn't take it away. So I like to think it's a five. So let's just put it down as a five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve at EILFM podcast. Uh, yes. He said there should, brackets, only be one uh, emoji sword. 
hard work there, Steve. That being said, I own all five. And then he used the iconic image of the ending of uh, Connor saying there should be only one and the window smashing behind him, which is brilliant. But Steve, I, I feel like just from that one tweet, he's a massive fan. <laughs> thank you very much there, Steve. Everything I learned from film podcasts. Um, thank you for your contribution there. David and Rich, can you sign up by telling everyone we can find you online and say goodbye to the listeners? Uh, yeah, we are Unequal Sequel. You will find us, well, probably where you're listening to this podcast, but we're, we're everywhere else. Um, you can find us on Instagram on Unequal Sequel, uh, Twitter at Unequal Sequel. We have a email address because we're old school, which is Unequal Sequel at Hotmail.com. Uh, yeah, well, come why on. Why Hotmail? I've, I've never known anyone create a Hotmail account since like 1996. Honestly, we're, we're pretty rubbish at social <laughs> you media. Just set that, so. the email up like... <laughs> In, in in the hotmail era, is, still, is it not a the thing future, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a podcast one day. We're gonna talk about films, and people are gonna hear it, and it's gonna be called this. I don't know what the medium is yet, but it's gonna happen in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, we're very much off of the nineties, aren't we, Dave? <laughs> yes, we are. it confuses us massively. But yeah, come and join us. We're on our mid-season break at the moment. We're uh, recording episodes for our season three now. Is that like is that the Walking Dead does? As we don't know how season. you guys do it weekly, record and get guests weekly. It absolutely frazzles our brains. So we need a break every every few months, to be honest. But we still put out, uh, we call them extra episodes on Friday. That's our review episodes or something like that. They're easy it's, to it's record, though, because we don't have guests and we just laugh at each other, basically. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week, we are discussing Highlander 2, The Quickening. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. It's been great. Bye. 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 Island free. <laughs> Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flix Watcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.